change the world. I don't know if you've heard of them, but soon you will. In 2019, I will be the first All Elite Wrestling Champion. Joey Janela, and I'm a bad, bad boy! I am already a champion! I'm Chris Jericho, and I am all in with All Elite Wrestling! Las Vegas, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome one and welcome all. My name is Martin and you are listening to Elite Talk exclusively on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast for all things Elite. How we doing? It's the weekend. Get amongst it. Well, actually, it's Friday. Oh, shit. No, it's not. It's Friday. It's not Friday. It's Saturday. <laughs> oh, what a dickhead. 15 seconds in, 20 seconds in and we've already fucked up. <laughs> I should have really got a coffee, I don't know why. I've been too excited, I've got a new microphone, so I don't sound like Schwinkter anymore. <laughs> um, I've literally just set the microphone up now. It sounds alright, it sounds a lot better than what I used on the first episode. Um, so yeah, I just decided to jump straight into it. But look, it's been an exciting week for All Elite Wrestling. Um, if you're excited for AEW, you're going to be just excited as I am. If you're not, I don't know what is wrong with you at the moment, but... We will turn you. We will We will get you. Don't worry about that. Um, Tony Khan's been on X-Pac's podcast this week. Uh, Sean Waltman's podcast, obviously. Uh, it was X-Pac 1236, I think it's called. Um, and it was quite surprising, actually, listening to some of the stuff that he was talking about. So I'll get into what he said. Uh, very, very fucking positive for all those little indie marks out there. It's positive. Positive fucking news. Um... And then I was listening to Dave Meltzer the other night, so I've got some stuff to talk about, what he's been saying. And then I've got a couple of questions off Twitter, so thank you very much to all the guys that threw up the questions on Twitter. I'll be answering them at the end. So yeah, we've got we've got a few things to get through here, so let's just jump straight into this Tony Khan thing. So Tony Khan was on X-Pac and he was talking about his knowledge of wrestling, um, X-Pac and the guys was... Do I call X-Pac X-Pac or do I call him Sean Maltman? I think it'd be weird if I called him Sean Maltman, so I'll uh, I'll stick with the Xbox. <laughs> I fucking loved that theme back in the day. Loved it. Um, but <laughs> so the first thing, well, one of the first things that Tony Khan was on about that uh, made my ears prick up was that wins and losses count, and he's going to try and do it in the sense of UFC and boxing where. Because obviously Cody said it on the rally on Tuesday and straight away everyone was like, yes, wins and losses count. And then it felt like a couple of hours after everyone's like, they count, but how's it going to, I know, how's it really going to differ? So Tony Khan was basically trying to explain that a little bit better and he mentioned that he wanted to set it up in the way of UFC and boxing where... Um. It'll come down to, so say for example, if, I'll use a WWE example, just because you, you know, it is what it is. So let's say for example, Seth Rollins, as good as he is, 
if he wins two matches and then he loses a match, all of a sudden his heat's dropped. So then why should he be involved um, for a title shot? In the way of our boxing's now come back into it, in the way of UFC, Conor McGregor recently got his whole fucking punched in um, by Habib. So Conor McGregor would then not be fighting for a title the week after, or the month after, or however you want to explain it UFC-wise. So, it sounds to me like AEW are going to run with that little system, and it's going to be good, you know, people obviously get frustrated seeing the same matches week in and week out in WWE. Uh, The amount of times we've seen the Usos versus the Bar, um, oh sorry, no, the Usos versus the New Day, I mean, you know, these guys can go, they can work with each other, and they're happy to work with each other, but... It takes away from it. So say, for example, if you wanted to run for that at WrestleMania, and everyone would be like, well, we've already seen it. you know, Unless there's some kind of huge, massive stipulation where it's like a TLC match and all this other shite, which you don't really need. If, if you're a talented enough creator and you're a talented enough company, you should be able to book these guys who are really, really good workers. Um in different matches so that when it comes to a SummerSlam, when it comes to a Rumble or a WrestleMania, it's going to feel a lot better when they finally meet. Whereas unfortunately, in WWE, obviously you can say that wins and losses don't matter because one minute someone will win, um, you'll feel like they could be running for a title shot and then two weeks later they'll lose two matches in a row and then the week later they'll be in a title shot. It just it, it doesn't make sense. So I do understand where the guys from AEW and Tony Khan obviously are coming with this wins and losses count and it is going to be exciting Um, the only I'm going to play devil's advocate this wins and losses thing is really exciting and I am looking forward to it but wrestling fans for for decades now have gotten used to the unpredictability of how the wrestling world works in the sense of, um, you know, I don't really want AEW, or especially I don't want Tony Khan, or whoever's going to be running AEW in the background, I don't want them to focus, I mean, they're not really going to, because obviously you've got Billy Gunn who's a, um, a producer, and you know, you've got guys who get the, the business, I'm not worried for a second, but it's just I don't want them to focus on wins and losses too much, because all of us are jumping on the bandwagon, and getting really excited for it. You know what I mean? I'm just worried that you're going to get guys like Hangman Page who are going to get pushed. And and I love Hangman, honestly. I can't... I cannot put this guy over enough. For me, he's my favourite wrestler at the moment. Um, he has been for a while, to be honest. But I'm scared that this wins and losses thing... They're gonna, they, they are going to be scared to give Hangman a loss in his first year with the company. Um because when they finally get that TV schedule and they're going to be on every week you can't have Hangman going out there and beating people every single week just so then he qualifies for a title shot say for example if he doesn't have a title around his waist and you want to make him your heavyweight champion you can't have him go out there and squash well not squash guys but you can't go out there and have him win every single match week in and week out for him to qualify for a title shot and I know it sounds stupid but I'm just a little bit worried that some guys are going to get John Cena pushed and it's going to be 
unintentional, but it's going to try and get to the realistic element. If that makes sense, I know we're going a long way around it. So um, I am excited for it, don't get me wrong. I am really, really excited for the wins and losses thing. It's just the way Tony Khan were explaining it and how he tra- he wants to get it in the way of UFC and boxing, it just could get a bit, I don't know. But look, it's a bridge we cross when we come to it. Anyway, um, this guy also fucking, <coughs> excuse me, Tony Khan, like I said, I've never really heard of him much before AEW, obviously. I understood that him and his dad, or his dad, owned Fulham. Um, I also understand, or understood at one point, they were trying to go for Wembley, like to own that building, um, or building, or own that stadium. It's just, it's just a building down the road. It's fucking Wembley. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if they're still going for it, but uh, yeah, I know, I know that they were in talks. Um, last year about trying to buy I think they were trying to buy it in general I'm not too sure I mean I don't really go out and buy stadiums that much so I don't really know what I don't really know what it is but uh, yeah so us in the UK we have heard of Tony Khan and obviously the Khan's also well the Jacksonville Jaguars so a lot of Americans have probably heard of him but before this I never knew that this guy was a wrestling mark Honestly, if you haven't heard this interview yet, it's go on Spotify, uh, go wherever you can get your podcasts, it's free, and just listen to it. My God, this guy is more of a mark than the marks out there, and I'm being totally serious. Uh, this guy sounds like he's been to more independent shows than I have, which isn't really that difficult. Also, the guy lives in London, and he goes and watches Rev Pro. Um, so this is legit in... Obviously, everyone is focusing on the money aspect, which when people are comparing them to WWE and saying that, oh, they're going to be running against WWE, then, yeah, I guess you do need the money. But this is something now that people need to get out of their heads. AEW, and even Tony Khan said it, um, AEW isn't going to be running against WWE for a long time yet. Plus, you guys need to understand something. For those of you who are saying, oh, AEW are going to make WWE go out of business and all this other stuff, WWE has over 50 years of history. AEW has been alive for 12 days. You just need to you just need to come back down to earth. I know it's exciting. And I know that you're all coming in your pants. But <laughs> look, honestly, just bring it down just a touch. Because if you... <laughs> Fuck, you just reminded me of that Eddie Raw thing. <laughs> Where you taking the piss out of Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> hey boy, slow down. <laughs> you gonna come too fast? <laughs> oh, fucking But that is um, that is something that I do need to say to all these people. Look, just slow down and enjoy enjoy what the books and Cody are gonna try and give us here. Because if if you start putting it where the only way this company is a success is if they knock the piss out of WWE and that's the only way they're going to be a success for you personally. Um, you're going to be waiting a long time. You really are. So, look, for me, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I've agreed with a lot of them. For us people who are on planet Earth and who are being realistic, AEW's main goal should be number two wrestling company in America within the next 
I'd say the next four years. I think if you say the next five years, that's a bit with the amount of money they've got backing them and how good they're saying that it's going to be. I think five years, if they are not the second best wrestling company in five years, I think that's when people are going to start turning around and going, right, okay. But look, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's bridges to cross when you come to it right now. The company's 12 days old. Be excited and be ready, but just don't start putting these guys up in the stratosphere already because you might be disappointed. And obviously, this isn't me fucking being a downer and saying that AEW were going to fail. Of course, I'm not going to fail. For me personally, I think this is, this is being set up. This is why this is so exciting. This company is genuinely being set up to be a long-lasting company. This is going to be a WWE company. You know, as as bad as it sounds, TNA, they look like they're ready to fold. They look like they've been ready to fold for years. And I know that the product's getting a bit better now, especially with Don Callis in charge. But in general, I mean, this is one of the things that Tony Khan was actually, um, he wasn't asked, but this is one thing that Dave Meltzer said um, the other night. Um... Let me just see about down on my notes here. AEW had the opportunity to buy Impact. AEW actually had the opportunity to buy out Impact. Um, and they said no. They said no. And Tony Khan was also asked on X-Pac's, um, on X-Pac's podcast, are you looking to take over any companies to like get, get the roster in? And Tony straight away shot it down. He was like, no, we're doing it ourselves. I'm not in the business to take over with other companies. We're here because we want to start our own thing. Um, Tony said that he likes the <coughs> excuse me. Tony said that he does like the idea of having a partnership with companies, and I think that that's the best thing for AEW to do. Um, obviously, you've got New Japan, who for years now have wanted to expand their brand in America, and they've got a really, really good working relationship with ROH but now that AEW's here it sounds like ROH isn't going to be the best company for New Japan to work with especially when they've got such a good relationship with the Young Bucks um, and obviously with the Kenny Omega factor in it as well in the sense if they still want to work with Kenny, Kenny's going to be I, it sounds like he'll be pretty much exclusive to AEW especially with the contract that they'll be giving him so yeah, in general, Tony Khan and AEW sound like they are going to be working with other companies. Um, don't be surprised if it gets announced that they're going to be working with PWG because the books have had a long history with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Um, and plus, PWG are never going to be taking over things like TNA and Ring of Honor anytime soon. So don't be um, surprised when you see things like PWG, possibly Major League Wrestling, MLW, and a couple of more others. Um working with AEW but Tony said plain and simply we're not here to take over any company and it's that's nice that's really nice to hear obviously in the end we've all seen what WWE eventually did um I'll never forget the Paul Heyman promo where he was saying Vince McMahon's father uh Vince Senior and he what was it he says something like he shook the hand of every rival promoter and was like, I'm not going to put you out of business, like, I'm not going to take you over. And that's exactly what Vince did. Vince Jr., anyway, Vince McMahon. Big Vince daddy. But, um, 
that's just that's just the way it is. You know, that's just the way business is, especially especially in this current and <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um I'm gonna sound like a right business wanker here. But especially in today's climate, it is dog eat dog. You know, I mean it has been ever since, but especially now. I wouldn't say so much in the wrestling industry because obviously you have got things like PWG who could get bought out tomorrow easily. Um, same as TNA. Again, personally, I don't think that they're they're long they're long left. Um, but it's not one of those things where they have to. You know, they can still run fine. So the wrestling industry is a really good place for that. And obviously, if Tony Khan's coming in and he's saying to us. He's not in the business, he's not in the market to take over any company because he doesn't want to do that, he wants to do it himself. That's really, really fucking good to hear. So, yeah, it's all positive for AEW, with Tony Khan especially. Um, and again, that's one of the things, AEW being compared to WCW for the money-wise and the TV deals-wise, um, the worst thing that happened to WCW was the fact that Ted Turner wasn't a wrestling fan. That is one of the worst things because he never took charge. He never turned around to Eric Bischoff and was like, oh, well, how come you're getting Lex Luger? You know, why don't we go for Austin? Why don't we go for, you know, Rock? Obviously, they wouldn't have got him, but you know what I'm trying to lead on to here. Why don't we make our product better like this, blah, blah, blah. Ted Turner wasn't hands-on like that. He was just, he gave Eric Bischoff a blank check. We've heard it a thousand times before. And he was like, look, Eric, go out there and do the business. And when you've got Tony Khan, a guy who goes to Rev Pro, a guy who's pinned to watch ECW back in the day, who's grown up on it, and he's just as much as a mark as most of the fucking marks out there, it's really, really fucking exciting. So yeah, um, I was really, really happy with what Tony Khan was saying. Um, again, I've not covered even half of what he said, so go and listen to the podcast. Um, you'll be You'll be really, really surprised, and you'll be really, really happy. Alright, let me just check my notes here quick. Um, oh, also, quickly, before I do move on, um, obviously this Goldberg rumour has been getting spread around a bit. Obviously, it was Goldberg who followed um, AEW, and then AEW followed him back or something. It was it was something along those lines, anyway. Um, Tony Khan was asked about Goldberg. Um, for people who are pinning their hopes on Goldberg signing with AEW, it's as funny as it would be, um, Tony Khan unintentionally and inadvertently, if that's how you say that word, uh, look at me, I'm trying to be all fucking smart on podcasts like a waste man. <laughs> um, yeah, Tony Khan unintentionally played down the old Goldberg rumour himself because he went into a little bit of detail as his friendship with Goldberg um, he sat down numerous times and just talked to Goldberg for ages. Um, apparently, because Tony's a massive wrestling fan, Goldberg's a massive football fan, so they bounced off each other and they had a really good rapport with each other. So it could just be the sense of because Goldberg is a good friend of Tony Khan and obviously he's still involved with the wrestling industry, it might have just been the fact of, oh, I'll follow AEW. Uh, people can think what they want. So it's not... And even Tony was like, look, I can't say whether or not we're going to sign Bill Goldberg. Um, and it did sound like he was playing it down a lot. And again, no one's pinning hopes on Goldberg. If he shows up, that'll be awesome. But again, if he doesn't, it's not... Goldberg isn't a Jericho. Goldberg isn't going to make this company. He'll bring eyes to it. Of course he will. But so will all the other guys. <clears throat> but again, if Goldberg wants to sign, 
get that bald head on the contract. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so we'll move on from uh, the Tony Khan stuff now and we'll go into a bit of rumours, a bit of gossip. Um, I'd just like to point out as well before I go any further, for anyone who isn't following me on Twitter, go ahead and follow me. It's AEW Podcast One, that's the handle. And I'd just like to say, before we go any further, I'm not some kind of waste man dirt sheet who are jumping on every single thing and posting up things that aren't true at all. I'm not saying that at all. All the stuff that I've posted on Twitter so far, and you can go through my feed, has come to fruition. Um, I called Pac going to be at the AEW rally. Um, uh, when I when I retweet stuff or when I talk about stuff and I'll, I'll mention like breaking news or something, I will make sure that there is a a solid solid fucking source behind it so i'm not trying to blow my own trumpet i'm not trying to blow smoke up my own ass but if you want i wouldn't say breaking news but if you want reliable news on aew um as early as you can possibly get it go and give me a follow sign up to the wrestling well sub sign up what a knobhead subscribe to the wrestling newspaper podcast and wait for elite talk to come out because trust me i only talk about stuff that is close to confirmation or that has solid solid sources behind it i'm not a waste man i'm <laughs> i'm just gonna talk about there right now because there is a lot of them in the wrestling industry but anyway let's get off that topic anyway okay so a lot of people are asking about the contracts in AEW. Chris Jericho. Um, so I've got down in my notes here. Jericho contract is not exclusive. Um, that's from Dave Meltzer. Um, Jericho can work other things and is on the WWE money. Uh, Dave Meltzer even says that this is the best contract Jericho has ever been on. Obviously, if Chris Jericho is on the money that WWE were offering him or the money that WWE were paying him and Jericho then can still go and do his cruises can still go and do his podcasts can still go and do his band whatever, whatever, whatever and he's still earning that money then that is obviously the best contract that he's ever been on WWE obviously are known for being very, very exclusive Um, I think apart from the NXT guys who can work here and there, we've never known WWE to lend out stars at all. You, you've never, you'll have never seen um, Chris Jericho show up on TNA five years ago, ten years ago. Because even though they weren't competition, why would Vince want to do that? That I just help out TNA. So for Jericho, obviously this is awesome. And again, this is the thing that a lot of people in our little AEW world are talking about. AEW were creating this thing now where for once wrestlers are going to get Tret with a bit more respect and obviously I know that when Chris Jericho came back to WWE for a little while he was able to still do his podcast and that but do you think he would have been able to do a cruise that would have had the Young Bucks on that would have had Bullet Club on that would have had all New Japan stars on and not any WWE stars it never would have happened so this for Jericho is awesome this for anyone who isn't signing exclusive deals and can still make good money with AEW. This is awesome. Um, Also, I think it was Joey Janela. Yeah, Joey Janela isn't exclusive, so he can still work stuff. Um, Apparently, he's got dates that he does every year. 
um, and AEW have said that's fine, you can still go and do that. And again, you know, Joey Janela isn't some bum, he's going to be on some decent money as well. Um, moving forward, I'm really sorry that this is a bit, um, I'm going to say lacklustre at the moment. I've, like I say, I've rushed into it because I've got a brand new microphone like a little bitch, and I've got really like pick and choosy notes here. Um, Hangman Adam Page. This, again, I, I said it at the start, and I'll say it again. I cannot put this guy over enough. Um, Hangman, for me, is the future of wrestling. He really is. Um, dude can fucking go in the ring. Uh, he's a big guy. I think he's like six foot two, six foot three. Um, obviously, way over like 200. I think he's over 210 pounds. I don't know how much he weighs exactly. Uh, and this guy flies around like a fucking cruiserweight. Obviously, you've seen him do his standing shooting star presses. Um, the moonsault he did off the balcony. Um, he's a good promo as well. Um, I wouldn't say he's the best promo in the business. Uh, that hurts. That that hurts me for me saying that about him. But um, honestly, this guy is so fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I cannot blow smoke up this guy's ass enough. And just when you think, and I tweeted this out as well last night, just when you think you can't like him anymore, because he is a really likeable guy as well, you can tell, full charisma, um, it turns out that the WWE had offered Hangman a great offer. And he turned it down so he could stay with the Bucks, he could stay with Cody, and he could run with AEW. Dude! Give every single title you are thinking about doing in your company and put it on him and make him run for the fucking touchdown. Make him sprint for the hills. This hangman's gold, man. He's money. He's... He, fuck. I'm so happy that AEW is happening, but I'm also happy that it's happening with and for Hangman Page. Obviously, um, it would have been... He would have been fine. Oh, I'm not going to say he would, have been, he would have been fine in WWE. And then you look at guys like Finn Balor and Bobby Roode, maybe not. <laughs> um, no, apparently the contract that WWE had offered him, um, it was big. It it wasn't Omega money that they were offering, but it was big money. And they were going to guarantee him a really, really strong push on NXT. Um, that, for me, personally hurts. I, I think Hangman is... Again, this could just be biased, but I personally think Hangman is far too good to be on NXT, and that is not any shade on NXT at all. Guys like Ricochet, guys like Adam Cole, obviously Drew McIntyre was there as well. But for me, it, it is biased. I know it's biased. Um, obviously, when Ricochet left the Indies, I think personally he was a bit of a bigger name than Hangman is right now. Um and obviously Ricochet's gone to NXT and he, that guy's flying and that's fine. Obviously Adam Cole's the same. That, you know, that's that's fine. They've worked out a hell of a lot better than I thought they would be going to NXT because again, I would have been I was pissed off when I heard Ricochet was on NXT and I was pissed off when I heard that Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were. But I've been proven wrong, so whoever's behind NXT, whether it's Triple H, whether it's anyone else, um, you know, well done because they've, they've done a really good fucking job. Um, but Hangman again, I don't know. It's, it's just I'm just glad he's away from WWE. I'm glad he's not going there because I think he would have got lost, which you know is a shame. But I, it's, it is what it is. Um, okay, a lot of people have been asking about healthcare 
um, you know, are all the guys signing up for AEW going to get healthcare? It's a well-known fact that the WWE does not offer health insurance when it comes to the stars on their show, which has been a joke, considering what they do week in, week out, night in and night out. But again, it would cost them so much fucking money because the thing is, it wouldn't be a sense of, well, Mojo Raleigh, um, you're not working this pay-per-view and you're only working two house shows over here. So you're not going to get as much health insurance as John Cena who's working Raw, SmackDown and this pay-per-view over here and he's doing a house show over here. It would have to be The Undertaker, Cena, Mojo Raleigh, The Usos, fucking Jack Gallagher and NXT. Any single person who signed up to WWE, not even just talent, ring announcers, referees, fucking ring crew, everyone would have to be on the exact same health insurance. So if you're putting a guy like John Cena on possibly the best health insurance that you're going to find, that then means that the guy setting up your ring crew the referee in the ring, the timekeeper, all those other guys are going to be on the exact same thing as well. So, um, yeah, WWE, again, I don't think personally it's, I, I don't think it's right, but it is understandable when you see how much money it would cost them. But again, I, I think it's an that personally is an absolute joke. There is always a way to take better care of people. And obviously, you know, WWE, they they take the bill. Once the moment someone's injured, WWE pay for it straight away. You know, that's not that's you know, they're not that scummy. I'm I understand this company's a fucking piece of shit, but <laughs> they're not that scummy. They do pick up the bill for anyone gets getting hurt and getting injured and that's fine. You know, that's 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 the way it should be. But when it comes to AEW, there has been talks that there's gonna be healthcare offered and we have got some news about it. Healthcare will be afforded for the executives and the employees, the full-time employees, which basically means guys like Joey Janela, guys like Chris Jericho, the ones who aren't on exclusive contracts, they're probably not going to get it. And that's fine. You know, AEW can still pick up the tab just like WWE does. And it does make sense because if AEW was to give Chris Jericho health insurance and then Chris Jericho was resting on his cruise and then he falls off his fucking ship and does himself in an injury his health insurance is going to get paid for he's going to pay his bills obviously through AEW AEW is going to pay Chris Jericho for an injury he didn't even sustain whilst he was working AEW stuff so it does make sense there um, there is still talk that people behind the scenes you know office people um Obviously, producers like Billy Gunn, uh, the executives like the Bucks and Cordy and that. Um, there's going to be some kind of healthcare plan for them. Obviously, with full-time people in the sense of... I think SCU might end up being uh, exclusive to AEW, but again, we'll see about that. Kenny Omega, Hangman, they might end up getting some kind of healthcare, but again, by the way... by the sounds of it, it's going to be if you're full-time AEW and a and healthcare is available, you're going to be one of the guys that gets it. Whereas if you're a more Joey Janela type, where you're going to be working for AEW, but you're still going to be taking dates here, there, and other places, you can't expect AEW to pay for your health insurance when you're then going off and putting your body on the line 
at other places. It's it, it is understandable. So that is as much as we've got healthcare wise at the moment. But again, it's it's a lot more than WWE are offering. Put it that way. Right, okay, I didn't want to get into this as early as I did, but again, at the same time, I didn't know I was going to be going for this long, because I've still got questions to answer as well. So, I'm bringing it up. Here we go. One of the main things that people have been talking about in the last couple of days, this wasn't mentioned around Tuesday when the rally was going on, but this has actually been an ongoing situation since, I'd say, late 2018. And let me just have a quick drink of H2O. Ah, okay. So when people are fantasy booking a roster for AEW, I think it's fair to say that AJ Styles would be a strong name on that. Well, it could be a fucking possibility. Now look, before before you little indie marks start shooting laws into your pants, let me just get into it. AJ Styles has told the WWE, he told them in 2018... And obviously it's been brought up again now. He told them he needs a lighter schedule, which he does. He's Is he 41 or 42? He's he's early 40s, right? He can't afford to be working all the house shows that he works. He can't afford to work in all the pay-per-views and all the live TV. This guy is a fucking workhorse at his age. So, AJ basically has told the WWE he needs a lighter schedule, which does sound like he's saying, look, I, I can't do the house shows. Or at least I can't do as much as you need me to do, right? That's fine. That's absolutely fine. The WWE haven't been able to get him to sign a contract yet, though. Whether it's something else that he's asking for, um, who knows? Not, not even Meltzer knows. But the thing that everyone's latching onto here is that AJ's contract is up after WrestleMania. Dave Meltzer even has said himself, AJ and the Young Bucks talk weekly, if not on a daily basis, through text, through calls, whatever it may be. If your friends, if your very, very close friends are starting up a brand new company and they're offering you all this stuff and you've not signed with the company you're with, because you still need them to give you a lighter schedule. And then you've got AEW, who are run by, I don't know if they're the best friends, but are run by your very, very, very good friends. Your good brothers, too sweet me. (laughs) You can't tell me AJ isn't thinking. You cannot tell me. AEW would be a much lighter schedule than WWE by far. Even in four years time AEW is still going to be a lighter schedule than WWE will be. If AJ is seriously considering not re-signing with the WWE because the WWE are trying to push him to do some sort of, not a light, well, a lighter schedule but it's still things that he doesn't want and AEW are saying look, will pay you this exact same money or even more money than WWE are to be a top guy in our company with a much lighter schedule. Dude. Dude. Um, If AEW are able to pull this off, which again, I'm not saying they're going to, 
But if AEW were able to pull this off, this is massive. I think, yeah, I think this is a bigger sign than Kenny Omega, to be quite honest. Because AJ Styles is already established in the WWE. He really is. Obviously, he had the WWE title for a year straight. AJ, for the indie marks, for the proper marks out there, AJ is going to be seen as a TNA guy. But to the casual viewer, AJ is going to be seen as a WWE guy, right? If he then jumps ship and goes to AEW, that's Hogan in WCW. That is the equivalent. And for me, I think that's a bigger sign than Kenny Omega. If the Bucks, if AEW, are able to swade AJ Styles from the WWE and get him to an AEW contract... All of a sudden, in all in all honesty, and it's going to sound stupid, but I'm going to say it regardless, I think that skips a year of building. If they build a roster and it takes a year to get these guys up on TV, blah, blah, whatever, if you put AJ on your AEW, for me personally, that brings in so much more eyes that you could have created in a year, and for me, it just elevates them faster than they're expecting to. You can't tell me right now if AEW have the two best wrestlers in the world, one of which is established as a WWE guy and will be a WWE legend and will eventually go into the Hall of Fame. You can't tell me AEW are going to be a big fucking player. I think in all honesty, if they get the TV deal right, which they are going to obviously, um, their production is good quality, which it fucking better be. And they're sitting with AJ Styles and Kenny Omega. And they're putting on a good product week in and week out. Because that's the hardest thing to do. If they come with that. For me personally I think they're going to be the number two wrestling company. In the first six months of running. If they've got AJ. If they've got Kenny. If they've got TV deals. I mean six months of running with the TV. I'm not saying six months from now. Um, Obviously because they've only got. um, Double enough in. And they've got the other event in Jacksonville. So obviously I'm not saying in fucking two shows they're going to be the second biggest company in America. But that's the star power, star power that AJ is going to bring. And again, it, it is it is a long shot. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's, it's going to happen. It is a long shot. You know, AJ, it looks like he's really happy in WWE. Obviously they've treated him right. They've pushed him right. Apart from the Roman Reigns thing, you could say he's probably had one of the strongest pushes we've seen in a long, long time. Vince is obviously a massive fan of him. He quoted saying that he wished he'd signed him 10 years ago. Um, and it's true. You know, AJ is that fucking guy. He's the guy who sells merch. He's the guy who gives you match of the year contenders. He's the WrestleMania guy. And again, if AEW sign him, alongside Kenny Omega, get amongst it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's... That is fucking exciting. If you think about that logically, and you think about it possibly being a thing, fucking hell. Um, moving on, this is quite an interesting thing that Dave Meltzer was talking about the other night on the uh, Observer newsletter. WWE could, and he he didn't bring it up. It was just someone else. Someone had asked him, and even Meltzer was like, "Shit, I never even thought about that. That's a really..." That is a possibility. For those in America who don't know, WWE have got um, 
a deal with Sky Sports. Um, over in UK, Sky Sports is is like the the ESPN of America. They're basically the only sports channels for us, right? WWE have been on Sky Sports since before I can remember. Um, there's a possibility here that WWE could lose Sky Sports. If WWE were to lose Sky Sports, that would be a fucking huge blow. And I'm not just saying it's going to be a big blow. This would be a fucking massive blow. WWE's numbers in the UK have already taken a massive hit in the last couple of years and so they should have done as well. Whether that is because whether that's why they've started branching out into the UK and all that WWE announced yesterday that they're gonna have um a performance centre in the UK, which I didn't I didn't see coming, so that's gonna be pretty cool. Um and if that's why they're branching out more into the UK to get some of the viewers back, if they were to lose Sky Sports Fucking hell. That's your viewish that's your UK viewership shot three quarters. How else will these how the how the hell else will the guys in UK watch WWE then? They'd have to sign up to the network. They'd have to. That would be a fucking catastrophic blow if the WWE end up losing Sky Sports and again this isn't a thing Sky Sports aren't talking about getting rid of WWE but this is the weight behind it. Tony Khan and the Khan family obviously own Fulham. Fulham are on Sky Sports. Every now and then they're a Premier League team. So the Khans work with Sky Sports. They've got a deal with Sky Sports to show so many Fulham games. So the Khans already have um, inroads with Sky Sports. If all of a sudden AEW behind the scenes sit down with Sky Sports and say how much are you paying WWE for them to be on blah 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 or how much are WWE paying you blah blah blah. If AEW work out a better schedule for Sky Sports, if AEW work out a cheaper deal for Sky Sports, there is a serious possibility that Sky Sports could turn around within a year of AEW being on TV and they could look at the product and go, you know what, we'll go for it, we'll stick you on. It might be on Sky Sports 5 or whatever, blah, blah, but they're not going to take AEW and keep WWE. And if they do, if they was to do that, one of them would eventually get taken off. They're not going to show WWE one night and show AEW the other night. Fucking hell. Things are getting fucking interesting. Things are getting fucking hot in this shit. So, if WWE, I wouldn't say if WWE is scared, but if WWE are serious, which they need to be, they need to lock in a new Sky Sports deal. For me personally, in the next year, even earlier, because obviously Sky Sports, I, I don't think Sky Sports will take AEW for face value. I don't think they turn around and say, all right, you guys have got some money behind you. Um, people on Twitter are talking about you and stuff. So yeah, we'll give you a chance. We'll we'll run you after WWE. We'll see what it is when you get a TV deal. Sky Sports will only take these guys once they've seen them on the TV. So Sky Sports won't be signing them tomorrow. But again, if the Cons have got a good working relationship with Sky Sports, which they must do, in regards to Fulham, 
<sighs> fucking hell, this is so interesting. Um, if that becomes a story, believe me, that could be a significant turning point. Significant. Um, and yeah, I've already talked about that. Okay, so um, we're touching 43 minutes here, just over. So I'm going to get into the questions from the Twitter guys now. So, thank you very much, first of all, for everyone who's retweeted and liked my tweets in the last couple of days, especially sharing the podcast, sharing Elite Talk, exclusively to the rest of the newspaper podcast. You know what it is. Um, And yeah, I've been throwing a couple of questions, so I'm really, really pleased and really, really honoured, so thank you very much. So, let's go. Let's start with the first one here. So... 540ZCIG. It's a fucking awesome name. Uh, <laughs> uh, 540ZCIG asks Should CM Punk consider a role with AEW? Thank you very much for that question. CM Punk is a name that is being thrown about. Obviously, CM Punk is getting thrown about in the world of wrestling, regardless, whether it's a WWE pay per view, whether it's fucking TNA, whatever it may be. Even on the rally, people were t- people were taking the piss and just getting pictures of CM Punk in airports and be like, "Oh, he's in Jacksonville," <laughs> and people were actually believing it. Fucking crazy. Um, but to answer the question for me personally, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but it can't be long term. For me personally, it can't be long term. If CM Punk shows up on AEW TV, um, it's an AJ Styles thing. It elevates AEW straight away. So we know that. We know CM Punk's name has got weight behind it, especially in the wrestling world. If he was to come in as commentary, again, it's the exact same thing. People see that CM Punk are with AEW after he's turned down so many deals. Well, I say so many deals. He said that no one's come to him. But in the sense of he's turned down opportunities and he's turned down chance to go back to the WWE he's turned down opportunities and he's turned down chance to go back to Ring of Honor because you know Ring of Honor would take him tomorrow so in general yeah CM Punk going to AEW would be a really really smart business move but with all the stuff that's going on with Colt Cabana at the moment Colt Cabana being one of the most loved personalities in the wrestling world, I don't think it would take long for people to turn on CM Punk when he's on TV. And if CM Punk is to get turned on, then all of a sudden AEW would be to get turned on. Would be turned on. Get your words out, you prick. (laughs) So I think think the question is a good question. I think CM Punk going to AEW would be a strong move for AEW. Again, it's a money move. But for me personally, I don't think he can stay there that long. Especially if the stuff with Colt Cabana is still going on. You can't keep that guy there while that's going on. Not a chance. I think a one night only thing where he showed up and people are talking about AEW and CM Punk's trending on Twitter and it's, it goes for a full 24 hours. I think that is amazing and that could do so much for AEW. Um... But again, CM Punk isn't the only name out there. He, he is still one of the biggest names out there, which is fine, and I get that. And I know that people still want to see this guy wrestling or even doing commentary. And, you know, CM Punk still has a strong fan base, and that's fine. But 
this Colt Cabana stuff that, stuff at the moment is bad for his reputation and it's bad for the reputation of any company that holds this guy on a contract. But let me just sip this H2O. Ah! Ain't nothing better than H2O! <laughs> I really need a coffee. Okay. Second question comes in. Oh, interesting. The second question comes in from Daniel at the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. They sound familiar. They sound like a really, really good podcast to go and subscribe to and go and follow on Twitter. But anyway, Daniel at the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast sounds very familiar. How would I feel about Alberto Del Rio joining AEW? Nope. For me, AEW don't need him. Um, I don't care what that guy's doing right now. Um, if he takes, if he ever, ever gets the opportunity to hear this, which he probably won't do, um, I'm pulling no punches. I don't like him. I've, I, I do not like this guy at all. Um, we hear all the stuff on how hard he is to work with backstage. Um, he's assaulted people before. Um, the page thing, I'm not really reading too much into because. I, is that still ongoing or is that just stopped completely I don't know if it got dropped at all or what people were accusing him of abusing her or summer or what I don't know what happened but nothing seems to have happened from it so it must not have been that thing so I'm not bringing up the page thing but in general the guy as well personally as a character I think he's really boring um, he's a bit of a waste man really because he, he accepts the stereotypical foreigner booking it seems like in any company he's with, he's just Alberto Del Rio in the white trunks. That's it. Uh, I'm not disrespecting him in the ring. Um, he's a solid worker. He really is a solid worker. And on the promo as well, obviously you can tell he's... he's, he's he, 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 he can get his words out better than I can. Um, he's very charismatic. So I'm not knocking him there. I'm not knocking his wrestling... Oh, I can't think of the word now. I'm just not knocking him as a wrestler but as a personality and as a person backstage we've heard all this stuff um, I think he's a draw but he's not there's guys out there that are better for the company for AEW uh, and he's not a spring chicken either so you're not going to have this guy working night after night putting on match of the year contenders it's not going to happen so for me personally I really wouldn't like to see Alberto Del Rio um, even being linked with AEW, um, personally, I'd rather see Ryback, and that says a lot because again, uh, um, I'm a fan of Ryan Reeves, the guy. I'm a fan of Ryback. I think the guy is charismatic as fuck. I don't think this guy got given half the chance that he he got given at WWE, and I don't mean wrestling wise. I mean acting wise, character wise. You could have had this guy doing the Daniel Bryan stuff right now, where he's backstage and he's just going through the fans because no one's going to fucking touch him are they so you have this guy walk through the crowd walk through the fans with no security get his fucking leather jacket on like he came out last time like Goldberg and just start taking the piss out of like skinny people and ugly people I think it'd be so funny Um, I think Ryback would really be a really good sign I know that I've veered off a little bit here because the question was Alberto Del Rio but in general uh, Ryback in the ring he's awful He's really bad. And it's a shame because you could see he was trying. He was trying really, really fucking hard. Um, I think as a personality, this guy's awesome. But I would personally rather sign Ryback. I really would. Um, 
So yeah, thank you, Daniel, at the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Go and subscribe. <laughs> um, and then finally, the last question we've got here is from Paul Zortman. His handle is PaulZ921. And Paul asks, oh, it was a three-part question, actually. Uh, has there been news on the TV deal? When could a full roster be announced? And is there any news on title belts? Those are three really good questions. So thank you very much, Paul. Okay, first of all, has there been any news on the TV deal? Uh, Jericho was talking on um, Busted Open the other night. He was saying he knows of TV deals that are on the table. And two of them, and I'll quote Jericho, are like, wow. Um, He was basically getting people really excited here. Because by the sounds of it, there are two if not three, really, really good fucking deals here. So there is no confirmation um, of a TV deal yet. Obviously, the moment contracts are signed, the moment anything is rumoured, I will check up on it. I will make sure it's a solid, solid bit of talk before I even tweet it out. Um, But yeah, by the sounds of Chris Jericho... Who again, Tony Khan was saying he's very good friends with. Tony Khan's very good friends with Jericho. Jericho's very good friends with Tony Khan. He's very good friends with the Bucks and Cody. And the guys who he needs to be good friends with. And if Jericho's saying that there are massive TV deals on. You better fucking believe that there are massive TV deals on. So yeah, um, TV deals wise, I think we can be very, very excited about that. Um, When could a full roster be announced? It depends what you mean when it's when you mean full roster. Um, if you mean is there going to be when is there going to be a full roster announced in the sense of a full roster that could work a full show? Um, you're probably looking mid to late. I'd say mid to late April because you've got Marty Skrull coming out of contract with Ring of Honor, and obviously he's going to be a name that they're going to want um, in Vegas. And also, there's going to be a lot of other people that are going out of contracts by that time as well. Um, I think Jim Ross is actually coming out of contract with the WWE. I know he's he's coming out of contract with, I think it's either New Japan or Access TV, whatever the hell that is, this month. Um, and I think it's either in March or April, Jim Ross is out of contract with the WWE. And JR, as the professional as he is, he said he's not going to talk about his ties with AEW until uh, his contract's over with the WWE. Um, It is almost... Excuse me. It is almost confirmed that JR won't be re-signing with the WWE, which means he won't be able to make appearances. Um, And for me personally, I think if JR signed it, it'd be a really, really strong signing. For me, I think... As much as we talk about guys like Omega, Styles, um, you know, obviously Hangman who was already signed, Pac. When you talk about on-screen talent, I think JR is a guy they seriously should be hunting down. The moment this guy is a free agent, um, commentator-wise, I think they need to snap him up. He, he would bring so much to the ta- to the table, not just for the fact that he is as well WWE established and wrestling established, but Think about all the videos and all the memes that you've heard his voice on in recent memory. If the casual wrestling viewer who hasn't watched wrestling in ages 
turns on the TV and AEW's on and they hear JR's voice and they see Kenny Omega flying over the top rope, they're going to be hooked. And that's it. All of a sudden, you've got five new viewers there out of nowhere. Um, JR, for me, is a really, really strong signing. So, again, to answer your question, I think if you're looking at a full roster for an event-wise, yeah, I'd probably say we're looking mid to late April just for the fact of Marty Skrull. Because obviously if you're going for a full roster and he is going to be involved, that's obviously how it's going to be. Um, if you're saying full roster in the sense of TV-wise, so obviously who we're going to see week in and week out, I'd say that would... i say we wouldn't even get that confirmed before the TV deal. Because we have no idea who these guys are going to sign in the background and we have no idea who's going to show up randomly on TV. Look at what Lex Luger did at WCW with uh, from the WWE or the WWF at the time. That guy, what was, what was it behind? Was it the night after he'd his contract had gone out with WWF? Or was it the exact night that it had gone out? Basically, he showed up on WCW TV when people still thought he was a WWF guy. So, if AEW can pull stuff like that, then there's a good chance we're not going to get a full like a website, like if you're looking, if you're asking in the sense of like a roster so I can go on a website and have a look at these guys' credentials and the stats and whatever, especially with these wins and losses things, you know, to check up on how good they're doing wins-wise to losses-wise, the ratio, um, I don't think we'll get a website roster-wise, a full company roster, I'd say until TV deals start going through, or not, sorry, TV deals, until these guys end up on TV. Um, again, when are these guys going to be on TV? Um, I don't think it'll be anytime soon. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. They need to build this company. They need to build this company. And they're doing it the right way. Everything they've done so far, AEW, has been the right thing to do. And it's been it's going to be so fucking awesome to watch it. So yeah, um, thank you very much for that question. Oh, and I've still got another one, sorry. It's like Christmas, isn't it? Opening all these presents and you've got one more left under the tree. And it is a good question, actually. And finally, um, oh, hold on a minute. Let me just try and get this out right. God, I'm reading half the fucking question here. Um, news on title belts. I've not seen anything whatsoever. But I'll tell you what we do know. We know there's going to be a women's division, which means there will be a women's title. I would not pin your hopes on AEW putting in women's tag team titles like the WWE are hinting at and WWE are going for. I would not pin your hopes on that because as good as the women's division could be in the AEW, there is, I'd say, limited, limited talent at the moment when it comes to women division independently wise if you look at the WWE they have got a lot of the best women wrestlers in the world I think if you're looking at women wrestlers independently wise the majority of them are going to be in Japan and then you've got girls like Jordan Grace Tessa Blanchard they're already signed to contracts at TNA so you don't really know. Um, 
But again, I'm going off on a tangent here. Women's division wise, there will definitely be a women's title. Of course, there's going to be a women's title. So we've got one there. Hangman Page has said he'll go. He's going to be the first AEW champion. Did he say heavyweight? I think he did. It's in my intro, by the way. I'll take credit for that fucking intro. I loved the intro. I made it myself. Elite Talk intro. It's the future. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if he said heavyweight champion. AEW chat. No. But uh, anyway. You can tell I'm coming to the end of the podcast here. Because my eyes are starting to wander. <laughs> um, AEW title. Obviously, there's going to be a heavyweight title. So that's two. Tag team titles. That's three, or four, if you want to look at it like that. And then there will be another title. There has to be. There will be a heavyweight title, a tag team titles, women's title, and then you'll get your your intercontinental type title, where it's the second to the heavyweight. So at the moment, nothing's been confirmed. So I'm not saying Meltz has gone out and said there's going to be four titles. Um, I'm not saying anyone's reporting this or what I'm just saying if you look at it on a realistic plane you see four titles already but yeah um, no news as of yet titles wise but again the moment I know you'll know but anyway thank you very much to all that threw questions in there and thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to the podcast that's it for me I'm done um, what are we on now Saturday oh god Got a got Mexican Carlos's party to go to tonight, so that's going to be fun. Inside joke, inside joke. Uh, but yeah, honestly, guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much if you've listened up to this point. Um, it really does mean a lot. Don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast, where that is the only place you can find Elite Talk for all things Elite. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for me, guys. So have a great weekend. And I will see you next time.